Episode 126 of Tactical Crouch Kick Tripod here, Yiska, Volamel, ready to go. We're already arguing in the pre-show. It might not be the most civil podcast. We're going to just start right here. We're going to argue on this show. It does not mean we don't like each other. It doesn't mean we hate each other. Uh, It doesn't mean that we don't want to be near each other. It just means that we really feel passionately about some things. And we're going to argue on the show today. So if I hear, if I see one YouTube comment, one YouTube comment about how uh, it's weird that we do a show together and we don't even like each other, uh, I am going to paywall the out of that video. Every three and a half (laughs) minutes, you're getting 30 second unskippable ads. I swear to God, test me. Test me. Do we need a a picture of me crying for the uh, thumbnail? We might. Last Do I need to Monday's episode thumbnail was one of the most disturbing things I think I've ever made. I loved it. You you took the image I had in my mind's eye and put it onto canvas. Unbelievable. And it was magnifique. Unbelievable. Um anyways, welcome to episode 126. Uh hope you have fun. Follow us on Twitter at tactical underscore crouch. If you want to support the show, a great way to do that, patreon.com slash tactical crouch. We've got some great perks set up there. We've got some goals set up and we've got a game night coming soon. It's probably going to be the last week of August. So you've got plenty of time to get in there. If you want some game night time with us, other than that, big thank you to our patron producers, battle crab pin, lotion, Charlie L audio compass, pork chop, Sammy conscious 67, Coochie Kopi, Shara, Nathan, your misery, Hunter Tain, refined bean, Rex Zane, Roger B fable, Steven Owen, Chris, R three, four, 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 four. Yiska is holding me hostage. Please send help. I'm under Yiska's test. Please send help. Yiska says fishers, fish, 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 fish. Thanks for uh, for supporting the show. Um, okay, let's uh, let's get into the topics here. We're gonna get into topic number one. Uh, the Washington Justice have signed Decay using the new uh, 2020 roster rules update for uh, kind of playoffs and uh, setting things up for there. And the community is having a reaction to this one i will say oh they are they are having a reaction reaction is a very calm way to put it they there's reactions i've seen them in both ways uh so it's just oh you found some of the legendary justice fans that are like yeah just playing the game man they're just playing the game (laughs) they didn't write the rules (laughs) they didn't write the rules that's very true so i don't even know the right way so um Anyways, uh, the the uh, let, let me frame it really quick. So we we did get um, an update on the 2020 and 2021 roster rules, and we did get one of the update clauses that teams can now sign a replacement for any player who retires or becomes unavailable to play due to COVID nineteen or due to travel restrictions. Um, there, so with that. Update going out. The Washington Justice have signed Decay. And uh, Joe, maybe mm-hmm. you're the best person to, uh, to, to bring us this one. Why, 
why is this contra a is this a great move and b is it controversial to you at all oh i think it's a fantastic move i think um this is the type of moves that the justice needs to make if they're going to be competitive uh in this league um you know there there's been like a, a shift in the front office with the justice obviously uh with uh towards the end of last year if i remember correctly and um obviously the the team going fully korean this is this is a piece that you're going to want to hold on to at least going into 2021 so um it's a good move is it controversial um it's a little weird it's not the team i expected to see when i woke up this morning signing decay i'll tell you that Oops, sorry, 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 the, sorry 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 not the one i'd expect but you made joe listen to the song for for a brief second though and that i mean i don't mind I like the do. drum roll but as long as it's not my hideous <laughs> those are sick beats by me screechy boys my beats are sick they, it's a beautiful beat my beats whap just Wait, leave me that's not how that's not no nope. <laughs> no that's not that's there not you go. it that's there you go. Someone, not it someone said i ruined it john ruined it more oh, man, there we go <laughs> I I literally so I showed I showed Katie the sun because believe it or not mm. I'm more in touch with pop culture sometimes uh, than Katie and Katie uh, so I go Katie listen to this song really quick and Katie like no problem with those things but like I think abrupt language is just very surprising to her so I play that song to her and then she just mm. grabs my arm and goes oh god <laughs> and she had just, that was her initial reaction to the song and then it's been I don't. I can't tell if it's been playing all day or not, but there's been some songs bumping in the other room. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, wow, we dropped like 40 concurrent viewers after that joke. So, that's <laughs> a partner next month, maybe. Deserved. Deserved. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't even know where we were anymore. We were know. talking to Kay. Is it weird? Yes. Controversial? I mean, they're playing by the rules. The rules that are just enforced right now. Okay, so towards towards that specific team, like sure. Albert, friend of the show, just tweeted <laughs> <laughs> Unreal Respectful Decay. This has to be one of the mo most anyone in Owl has gotten paid to play two matches. An absolute back getter. Now I respect that. You, you know, sass in that message, but it's sadly not true because <laughs> Unco and AKM exist on the Dallas Fuel in 2020. <laughs> so, so I assume. But what if he's getting paid is that nuts. much? Yeah, no, that's impossible. That they like, just put the briefcase on the table, he opened it up, and it was just yeah. a blank check. <laughs> Said, pay <laughs> yourself, bro. Pay yourself. <laughs> You've got the coffers. Open them up. I, I Do just they really love... only have two games left? I just love they how really everyone. Have, I mean, so that that assumes that huh. they don't make it very far in playoffs. Yeah, right in playoffs. Huh? Weird. That, All right. Yeah, and I mean, I love the attitude that the GMs bring towards that because everyone recognizes the, um, you know the the situation that there is a top tier agent that's currently on the market and mm. like he's too far away to really realistically grab unless you bring the big bag and then everyone just gets one in on uh, on the justice 
but yeah, uh, still very confused how that even came about and how is how that is possible. And I suppose there was some clarity put towards it, right? Um, should sh should I go into my confusion? Yeah, talk about uh, Yiska's okay. weekly confusion. Okay, so we got the roster construction rules, and the roster mm -hmm. construction rules mentioned that. Um, like for the remainder of the 2020 season, um, and as we continue to make plans for the 2020 postseason, we are mm -hmm. making a change to roster rules for this season to ensure that teams can continue to compete as potential operational issues arise. For now, until the end of the uh, 2020 Overwatch League season, if a team has a player retire, become unavailable to, uh, for play due to COVID-19, or elect not to travel, that team may sign a free agent to replace the player. So, is, uh, and then oh, any such replacements... I, I know what you're going to say. Signing must expire at the end of 2020, and those players will become free agents for the 2021 season. So, those that say that's, that's an in order to secure decay that's not how it works unless you count like that uh, decay warming up to the team culture or whatever it is and mm. getting insights there yeah and then it says due to visa timelines and uh, safety planning free agents must meet one of the following criteria to compete in the playoffs under this provision the free agent must have citizenship for a country in asia the free agent must have an existing visa to travel to countries in asia okay so now he has a slight implication mm -hmm. as to what this rule is meant to do, which is to assure the competitive integrity of the playoffs once we send four teams to Asia, or rather two NA teams to Asia. Correct? Mm -hmm. Now, there's a Reddit comment from John Spector saying the following, and it's a meme, fair, but once again, reinforcing that idea. Us... We need to update our rules that, so there's a reasonable way for teams to be able to compete through playoffs if someone retires or cannot travel to Korea for the end of the playoffs. So the, the intention here is to either have someone retire or cannot travel to Korea. Mm -hmm. Okay. ESPN comes in and says, okay, the justice can sign decay because there is someone that cannot travel to Korea which is Lulzic. He has no ability to get the visa. Fine. A, that, like, other teams have players outside, right? Mm -hmm. So they still have the seven-man rule, so there's no need. Technically. To yeah. my knowledge, and if that comes to be known, okay, fair enough, Lulzic is not retired at this point in time. There is, and if it is to assure that they are the, the competitive integrity of the grand finals that will happen, or not grand finals, but the, the but top the four. Top four, yeah. Why can presumably Decay play in the last two matches of the regular season for the Washington Justice when that has nothing to do with the 2020 postseason? As per um, framing of this article. How is that possible? And how does the Lutzish situation, without mm. a retirement, without making travel even necessary for that to, uh, to uh, matter? 
you have decided that seven players are completely fine to field, and that must then also be the case in the postseason. If you don't have seven players in the postseason, uh, due to issues that aren't COVID-related, tough luck, my, my friends, you played your cards wrong and you deserve to be punished. We're not making extra rules. Actually, we are the case known the justice. Yep. There's no con continuity here unless, uh, like, Lulzish... No, actually, like, Lulzish would have to retire at this point in order to, for this... The, the outlined rules mm -hmm. to it all makes sense. Also, by the way, I don't actually have a problem with saying the transfer windows are open. Just make it consistent for everyone. Yep. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, it seems very pick and choosy, but that's, I mean without going completely all cynical at that's what happens when you can kind of like and i want to give lee the league like as much leeway as possible because covid is like weird and crazy and you know it's it's a weird time to run a esports league but yeah the you as you kind of led into that i kind of put two and two together Tying it with Lulchish being like, okay, well, you have seven active players. Well, at least you have a, a starting lineup to play throughout the NA half of the playoffs. You really shouldn't have him until you have to travel. If that's like the the definition of the rule, that's what should be enforced. Doesn't sound like that's going to be enforced though, because why would you kind of make a play for such a big name free agent if that wasn't the case? I feel like the 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 contingency like the 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 loophole opening was just mm. like so so weirdly chosen because there's one the players to retire that's a very yeah. hard uh thing to yeah, you do. can't like force anybody to retire right that also that's a legal reality it's binary either like a player is retired or isn't unavailable mm. to play due to COVID 19 now this is more open uh yeah like it might be that they have the illness. It might be that they can't travel or like, uh, like there's infrastructural issue at their compound in Europe or whatever, due to mm. whatever it is, right? That opens up the, the discussion more. And then it's elect not to travel. Well, can I, like the last time I, I heard such a wishy-washy thing, it was when I helped 10 of my friends try to uh, like circumvent the military draft writing for them that they're all pacifists and therefore cannot yeah. serve in the German military. I don't understand what's like, the, the, these things are just, I mean it is sort of like, yeah, I don't want to travel because it's too unsafe. That's a fair selection of sure. things, but it feels like it's just like Chipsa, yo, um, are you cuffing? <sighs> Not really. Mm. Do you want to go to, to Korea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now you don't really do, right? Uh, I do, How but not really. Here, yeah. yeah, like the 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 idea there is just so wishy washy and obviously like opening up lo loopholes for all kinds of uh, scenarios where it's like, mm. for I, sure. I get why I get I I get that the spirit of the rule is a good thing. I also think the spirit of the rule was not upheld in that transfer. No, no, uh, not if the messaging is to be consistent, right? Um, now, 
And again, I feel like this is a stretch, but is there a world where somebody on the justice that is on the starting roster that isn't named Lulshish um, is ill and they do need Uh, another starting player? So according to ESPN, that's not the reason. ESPN has said it is Lulshish. Now, that could be the case. If Sitch, like... The logical thing would be to say Stitch is not able to play right now. Or is retiring In or which case, what, then what it's happened. fair. Right. Um, and that's why, like, that is just something that could ke- clear up my confusion. And sure. I would then say, yeah, fair. Like, uh, they, they definitely need someone, right? Mm. Even someone said it in chat. Like, it's not a necessity for Paris Eternal to have this. But, like, their claim... As far as I can tell, with Smacks, mm. is bigger than Justice's claim of not being able to get Lulzish into the country two years after signing him or some some stuff. Yeah, like come on, it's yeah, I don't know. It it is like a weird messaging problem. That's what it sounds like. The big your big hang up on it is is that everything about the rule is being framed around playoffs, traveling. Well, you don't need to travel. So decay shouldn't be here. Why is he here? If that's if that's what the rule is for, why are you allowing somebody to abuse a loophole that yeah. you kind of overlook? I, so I how do you how, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How do you rewrite this then? How do you change the criteria here to support teams in a way that upholds the spirit of the rule, but doesn't mm-hmm. give a team like justice the opportunity to improve their roster? I mean, you kind of want to, I suppose. Like, I don't mind it. But I would rewrite the rule. Teams may now sign as many as three free agents to their roster in order to prepare for the 2020 uh, season. I don't mind them improving. Um, Like, why I say three is Is that anti-competitive, though? Like, doesn't that feel a little like... Imagine you go through this full set... And I get get that this year, like, this whole season, right, is kind of just a a crazy thing anyway but you have mm. presu- like you want to try to preserve the season mattering as much as you can is that mm-hmm. a fair sure. assumption sure. and all of a sudden you give you give these teams an opportunity to sign you know a half a dream team for a month or mm. whatever of, of sure. playoffs right like that's that doesn't feel very great right like what's the worst case that happens here i would argue is that decay has such a profound impact on the washington justice that we see them traveling to asia yeah that's um, be yeah and and the reason why i say that's the worst thing that could happen because it's a team that had an unfair advantage to um rewriting their roster in a way that affected a team that was honestly pretty sh- and yeah. you know, created that yeah. for them. So, so I, I I totally see that there. But I feel like your solution for allowing everybody to do that just exacerbates that problem. Um, makes it well, way yeah. worse. Well, doesn't that just even the playing field? Like if yeah, everybody even, has even the playing field, but it totally you know totally ruins the competitive integrity of the season. I agree to a, an extent, but the playoff. Seeding rules are still very punishing towards those that have finished very badly in the season. So I feel less bad yeah, about that. Yeah, the season is kind of a wash. Yeah, but if you, like, if you, all, if you go from so a team much. that's like the Justice, and let's say just magically, right? Uh, the, the, mm. the, sure. the Justice find a way to upgrade to be a 
mayhem level caliber team. Mm-hmm. Is it really that punishing to them on that part of the bracket? Well, the the thing is, they can upgrade, but others can also upgrade, right? right. And the, if, they have, if they have the money right to, is, if they have the resources to, if they... I mean, it's, sure, totally. yeah, sure, sure. And, like, but the same could be said before the season, right? Uh, that we're not all cooking with the same I mean, uh, you expect to sign people between October and November or December, wherever the, the new signing windows yeah, are. You plan for that, window. you budget for that. You don't yeah, budget for signing co- people in August, probably. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about it, but this is a reality we have to get used to with the roster signing uh, um, things that have been presented in these updated roster logs. The fluidity of rosters will increase manifold sure. next season. And that's okay. Um, and, I, and maybe we can, like, I, I don't mind tuning down the number. Maybe it's just one. Even yeah, though sure. one would be maybe, I mean, there's this stuff can go very wrong in that in that sense where it's like maybe two players fall sick, right? Yep. Um, even though I then say like I also think seven players is not enough uh, to to have as a standard roster. Nope. Um, and if you'll have less, if you really only have six starting players and two of them are off tanks, tough luck. Like that's your competitive disadvantage you've chosen or earned by not putting enough money in. And of course, that's also a weird scenario because sponsorship money is down and everything. Um, but yeah. Not I where I thought you were headed, but I'm kind of interested in where the league sits on the Justice only basically having six starting players because Lulshish, like is effectively not on this roster. It's on the payroll. I'm hopefully getting paid. No, nothing about that, but... I mean, I would assume so. They have to have seven. That's why they're inactive, right? I mean, technically, yes, they have seven, but, like, they don't. They have six. Bolsters can't play. There's no chance of him play. That's not what qualifies a, an active roster slot, It doesn't, slot, but what's stopping a team from doing something similar where it's just like, well, we have six players. We just have an if, I mean, if player. a team wants to operate on the having six players plus one other, like... The league puts that there as an expected minimum so that teams don't, so teams essentially leave themselves a buffer, right? If the team decides yeah. that they're, they can't or they haven't been able to fill that spot, like I can tell you this, I don't think that, right? I, I don't know what Washington, the ability for Washington to sign uh, a meaningful impact player or if they even wanted to. We can argue if that's mismanagement or not, I guess is the point. Is we yeah. can argue if that's mm. mismanagement or not, but that's, that's a league rule change that needs to happen. 100%. And that's what I'm but saying. Is like, start, where like, does the league sit on this? Like, Why is this a thing that's able to happen throughout the league so and we get a rule update you, and there's enforce, nothing... Do you try to enforce man, ma- mandatory minimum playtimes? Because that's like I that's just, the next. The, what's how do you get somebody like Lulsish on a roster? Do you have to mm, enforce that they're in the country that they play in? Do you have to enforce? I that think maybe just changing it to active players, so seven active players. Yeah, I I don't even like. I don't care. Just you just lose. Then you got like if you only have five players, then you sure. enter the server with five players, or 
I suppose you can feel the coach in those cases. I mean, I don't I'd, care for com your competitive disadvantage. I, that you I think we were all kind of just banging that drum at the start of the season, even with travel. Like somebody's going to forfeit a game. Yeah. Somebody's going to miss a flight. Somebody's not yeah. going to have the visa in time. Somebody's going to forfeit. Like miss me with the emergency subs. Like you knew I had a time. You guys should have gotten your stuff together. Granted, yeah. extenuating circumstances can happen. You know, COVID strange geopolitical moves sure all understandable maybe the league can work with that but sure. if it comes down to well one of our players just can't get a visa for a year and a half i don't know that's where i go i'm fine for the skeptical hat i i would hope that the league has more insight into how that process has gone and has been able to like you know test that due diligence a little bit because it it almost sounds like you're insinuated that after the team decided to go full Korean. They haven't even tried to bring Lil Sish over, which I think is probably fair. But up until that point, I, I, mean, I mean, they that, signed him at the start story. of, or at the end of 2019. Here, right? here, disclaimer, I know nothing of the Lil Sish situation. It's weird. Though. I it's honestly, honest to God, absolutely don't. Right. Mm -hmm. But mm. how does that not smell? What is yeah, going on there? Bizarre. I mean, the whole like, Washington season smells this year, right? They lose two of their eh, most yeah, kind of, public players yeah. completely out of the blue. Um, I'm talking about Corey and Stratus, by the way. Uh, they decide sure. to then fully restructure, go full Korean. They remove their GM. They remove um, their uh, all of or most of their coaching staff. Mm -hmm. And they've kept Lulsish, who has even said in his stream before, he goes, I can't, like, I can't play at it. I can't remember if it's, I can't play or I don't want to play um, because of the the gap. I'm not going to be able to improve with this, with this team, with an all-Korean roster. Sure. Yeah. And I, I will also say, like, if what the Justice say, which I assume to be, like, good old Bayesian. My prior is only that I know the story of the Washington Justice, them saying they will at least get a little uh, visa and they've committed to that. That's kind of nice. And that's honestly more that than uh, some teams other do. teams have done in, sure. in the Overwatch League, right? 100%. At the same time, I don't think like I don't think even the ping is that prohibitive, for instance, like numlock place, right? Um, so theoretically, yeah. you could. It's more though all Korean roster thing. And then, I mean, Lossos could have played beforehand. We don't know what the situation is, right? No. And it's also like, it, it smells like the type of situation where if we actually find out what happens, I, I look like an insensitive idiot in hindsight because whatever might, like, that's just a weird kind of situation where there's so many eventualities. 100%. Where there's, there's probably someone made a mistake or something. And Maybe. like, could be as simple the, as that. The underlying assumption for us has to be that humans are fallible, right? 100%. Um, so whatever it, it is, I honestly really, really don't. So. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter what it is. The problem is, is they have six starting active players. Yes. If something were to happen to them, you have new rules. Obviously, not with this update. But you have like the emergency kind of substitute, like two week. I think it is. You know, contracts yeah. you can sign people to. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. But like six active players doesn't feel conducive of a, 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 a franchise team. Like I agree, but is that on the league to enforce? 
uh, who else? I mean, I hate I to know, sound the team who's playing brash, twenty million in the slot. Is. Let them manage their team how they want. They're paying twenty million dollars <sighs> for their slot. Sure, put those minimums on there. So, but expecting the league to anticipate that a team signs seven people and they can't get one person over, and then mid uh, mid season two people drop, and then you have to do a full restructure on it. If you if, like, I can't expect the league to anticipate sure. that though either. Sure. Sure, and then if you if you say the league doesn't have the responsibility, then the responsibility is on the team. And then if they can't fill the roster, it is not the league's ob uh, obligation to create some weird rule to bail them out, right? That like that's just like can't uh, this isn't a, too, this right? isn't a bailout rule though, right? Like I, yeah, so, no, so the way not. that I the way I think that this happened, and that's it's why I kind of asked like, do you think that the league uh, didn't know that this was going to happen. This was an unintended consequence. Or do you think that they took a look, tried to write the rules in a way that would have the most minimal impact while also enabling teams to field a competitive roster. And they knew that there would just be the Washington justice would kind of be a team that would benefit from that. It's kind of the, the big question I was trying to get down <clears throat> in the lead tangented a little bit. I, th I think there's two, a uh, twofold issue. One it could be that their intention was to allow things like the decay trade, in which case they failed their messaging, right? There's, there's only one team that would be eligible for that, right? Unless they force retirement. Yes. Sure. Yes. Okay. Or, or the other two uh, situations, sure. right? Sure. Um, and then the second thing is they, like, maybe, like, the, the underlying spirit is just to keep the competition and the integrity of the playoffs in check, right? Mm. And we have to ask, does Decay signing for the Justice do that? To a degree, it might. It might contribute towards that. Um, but will it likely indicate, like, could the Justice have signed, for instance, uh, players beforehand? Most definitely could could have, right? Nope. Uh, to my knowledge, Maybe. also just on a on a contract that um, that expires this season. I actually don't know the specifics there. That's that's right. a that was going to be my question for someone. Yeah, right. Like I don't I don't know how that works actually. It, it, that's a good question. Ah, well, well anyway. Um, but like it, the r thing that would suck is if we sit in or sit somewhere in Asia, have our finals, and one team doesn't have enough players. And that's an sure. absolutely like a good rule that we have totally. six players I because agree. we don't know what travel might happen, right? We don't know what might geopolitically happen in, in mid of September. Totally. And which, which, which uh, country in the world just gets enough of the US and closes their borders down towards... Mm -hmm. um, people there right like that there, there are so many eventualities to this where i like the flexibility of the rule i would have just liked to see it even more open in order for, like to, to give it earlier an even playing field without these oh yeah uh my player just started cuffing or like oh yeah um he's actually a non-flyer he came here by uh paddle boat like it's it's i don't know he rafted it's over just, yeah
it, it's it's bizarre again it's one of those things that i i've got to imagine i've got to hope that was like a verbalized commitment from the league saying like hey you know we'll try to work with you if for whatever reason one of your players or you can't feel like a proper starting lineup will you know give you some leeway maybe postpone a match you know work around your schedule so that everything can go as smoothly as possible going into the season because travel again is going to get messy it's going to get crazy flights delay this that the other thing you know we we talked about all the things that could go wrong <sighs> why now granted covid traveling i get it it's just like i don't know it is really weird that we're getting this messaging weeks after the format for the playoffs has already been announced as being Asia. So this is something that has been planned for months at this point. Yep. And now we're just getting um, these these COVID um, fallback Travel. systems now. Yeah. Is that yeah. intentionally to do it after the after the um, signing windows to mitigate what we talked about earlier with Yiska with teams trying to sh sign short term roster roles to bolster their playoff chances. Like, I don't know. That feels pretty insidious to me, but at the same time, like, and I, I think I said this in discord today, like it, it, this is probably one of the best moves for Washington justice to make to show that they're, there's oh, sure, competence as far as a commitment to winning. Like what, what signing gives you the best chance to win for the Washington justice as much as it hates to sound, you hate to say it. It's probably yeah. getting decay. It also probably gets you a first look at decay for signing him to a longer contract next season. Um, and <laughs> the thing is, it, Maybe, it's the yeah. other way around, isn't it? It's like decay probably is somewhere in, in Washington, just like in his throne being fed like <laughs> frozen up, grapes in the heat. Pre is just there with his like gigantic. What's it called? Just like Master Decay. What would you like in order for you to like us more, so you sign with us like season as well? Mm. Like it's, it, I, don't, I don't know. Like that's just a hilarious situation. Get out of here with that. Yeah, the fan. It's called know. a fan. True. It's called a fan <laughs> of all the words that Yiska can't find. All right, I. Any closing thoughts on this? I feel like we're kind of circling here at this point. Um, conclusion. I guess at the yeah yeah quick like summary. It is bizarre that the Washington Justice are able to sign Decay because of the messaging of the rule. They haven't had anybody elect not to travel. They haven't had any retirements. They have a starting lineup that meets the minimum uh, for the league standard. Um, and what was the other one? Elect not to travel, retire, and then COVID. We obviously yeah, COVID that kind of you know, things. We don't know if uh, the justice have any, you know, potential or you know some sort of case that would uh, put them yeah. below the league minimum. I again can't tough to speculate on that, but it is if if those are going to be the criteria, they will get to it's, test it's, them out. They will get to test the K out against the shock. On also, the 22nd. Uh, dude, if I'm like, which team could I be? Uh, like, if I'm a team going into playoffs, mm -hmm. my main tank suddenly just like has terrible f like f flight scare. Just can't. We gotta get Mac. We gotta. Right? Like, do you think other teams will exploit that rule? Uh, probably not. 
Um, especially if you're a top four team, I'm going to guess like nobody's going to try and game the system that hard. Um, it'd be a different story if everybody had to travel like before the top four, if that makes sense, like four playoffs entirely, we're going to China, let's say. Then I could see maybe some lower teams saying, hey, I know you're a team player. What if we just, you know, make a deal? Maybe you don't get on the plane. Maybe I scratch your back. You know what I'm saying? Like, then I could see that. But the top four teams, like, it, it's not like some sort of like honor thing. It's just I don't see them kind of forfeiting their chance. It's kind of risky, eh? A little bit. I could see lower teams attempting something. But uh, yeah, I, I don't see anybody pulling a kid and not getting on the plane. And then they fly in only got right? Like, I don't see that happening. The kid rule, I like that. Yeah. All right, chat, there you have it. There's the decay thoughts. Um, I don't know. I think, I think we covered it pretty well. Let's talk a little bit about um, the roster rule update uh, because that's a thing. How do we go 37 minutes on that? Yeah. Um, At least we have part of the roster update rules, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, roster update rules. Uh, we're just going to give you the hot, the highlights here. Um, let me, my spreadsheet's messing up. Okay, here we go. Uh, so as we, we kind of discussed the big one for the 2020 season still, so you can, um, do that. We've got some key dates, September 14th. Teams can begin signing any players not signed to an owl contract as well as re-sign or extend existing contracts. Uh, October 12th, teams can begin submitting player trades uh, for review to the front office. November 23rd is the deadline for all teams to have signed at least seven players. So far, so good? Sweet. Mm -hmm. uh, 2021 contract changes. So uh, there are two... Oh, sorry. One... Uh, yeah. Um, um, the the li line... The way this lines up, right? So mm -hmm. it's October 23rd to November 20th, right? So if I'm a October player... October 12th to November 23rd, I believe. Uh, sorry, uh, oh, October yeah, 23rd, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I then the wi window closes on November 20. So any player not under contract in the, into the 2020 season will become a free agent with a specific uh, expiration date dependent on the season in which their original agreement was executed. And then on only three days later, deadline for all teams to have minimum seven players signed. So as um, SEG player agent Bench pointed out, this is absolute... Like, like that's a formula for at least a handful of players to get screwed. Because here's what happens. Mm -hmm. You are a player, let's say on a top team, right? Okay. But you're the second player. And second best. Se the, you're the second in line. You're still very good. You're still okay. probably above um, league average, right? Sure. And now your team on, on the last... Um, like oh, okay. now your team signs someone you are released on november 20th mm -hmm. you are better than probably even the starter on than some of the teams that had to get their minimum uh, seven player deadline by november 23rd now you only have three days 
uh, to be signed in that first wave when a lot of teams will already have blown their, uh, their budget on the creation of that first roster. So it is very possible that superior players, above average players, will not find a home immediately or find worse destinations based mm. on lower ranking teams already having used their, uh, their buyout and their, their roster allocation money um, in that sense. Now, of course, there's some shenanigans going on there with, uh, with rules that come down the line where that is less punishing. It's still not amazing. Like It's still not something that feels good. I feel like the, the window here should have been significantly wider. Than, than it yeah. ended up being. I, I, I'd like it to be a little wider. I Okay, so if I'm understanding the, the rules correctly, what is stopping a team from signing that second string player, let's call them? Well, he's still under contract with the first team, and they would have to pay buyout in that case. So, so okay. holding him until... Instead of saying... Okay, October 23rd, you got to have So your... he's not released or they're not, he's not released. released. He's not released. They're not released. So I mean, he still has a technical job. Yeah. Uh probably no chance, well, not no chance, but you know, harder chance of seeing starting play time. Um Yeah, I mean, it's not Chat, fan- fantastic. Chat, you're you're my bar- uh, barometer. Have you understood the issue I explained? Is that something that people understand that there's a problem like with a lot of teams going early on their budget and in tandem with uh, orcs being able to keep because if you even if you intend to uh, like release a player mm-hmm. it is against your incentive to release them early because you want to sure, wait as long as wait. possible 100%. for a buyout right right so in this hypothetical, you don't release the player. You don't release the player, and you don't even tell the player that he's released. No. So, like, yeah, you don't um, you don't tell the player your intentions. You don't show them your hand because yes. it's in your best incentive to just wait. Maybe they're useful. Maybe they're not. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not player centric, and that's you know I my mean, vibe. that's the thing that that runs through the entire uh, rules, right? Yeah. This, this, going orcs first. All of the all of the changes feels very orgs first. Um which I think there is an argument to be had that a couple I, I think mean, there I, are the, some ways that players can hold like teams hostage in a in a way. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I I generally lean more towards the player side of things um, because of stuff that Yiska is saying at the end of the day, this is a yeah. business, so they have to operate like these. Yeah. Well, they don't have to. They, they choose to. They, they actively might, they, choose to. They might as well. Okay, we, we will get to the specific rule, but yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a direct result of some player behavior, which is still understandable to a point. I guess we'll, yeah. we'll just get to it and I'll. I think we're on the same page when it comes to that role as well. So, but yeah, yeah. The, the contract, contract changes. I wish that was a little longer. I still don't know if if your gripes get solved with that. 
mm-hmm. what's stopping a team from just again not not notifying the player not communicating to the player that you know you're effectively being replaced not released but replaced um you know dude i'm i'm telling you there's a massive misalignment of incentives in this league where like we are not putting the right incentives behind very important issues here it is like the team has the incentive to not tell a player that they're not planning for him with 2021 mm. because the player would then uh, go to his agent or like to the a team that he tries to get with and say, just wait for me, plan with me, yeah. and you can have me without a buyout, right? That's yeah. one incentive that's uh, screwed. Honestly, like, I don't know. I, 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 like I, I was thinking about incentives, especially like around player mental health, how you could... Mm. Uh, like tie incentives to that. I almost want to have anonymous um like ratings at the end of the season where every player tells like glass door reviews. Has glass door reviews with yeah. like values. And if if a certain average value isn't reached, then every upper management person gets like 20% of their salary or something like that. Mm-hmm. We gotta we gotta put some emphasis before this goes south south very hard and go up, go up in the league. Tie, tie their bonuses towards player well-being because this is like yeah. If well, I mean, we we came traveling. into this season worried about that. Yeah, we were wor- I mean, I think we were worried about travel. I think hit the fan when it came to hero pools, and now we're getting more org emphasis with these rule changes. Gonna be honest with you, I agree. Pretty hard for uh, individual players to lobby the league. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. And then you, you have I some think- players that that are taking, like, rightfully because they don't have any law, uh, any anything going in their way. They're mm-hmm. taking the onus for their money because they can. Why would you not exploit a system that otherwise doesn't care about you either? And also doesn't provide you with a salary to have a life afterwards. Or a retirement, rather. A life is definitely possible. Well, yeah. okay, I mean... I, yeah, I mean, if you look at like the scale of how much money it takes to get into the league versus what's paid to the players, like it is And it's rough. getting worse. It's getting so much worse, dude. Like, we're going to talk <laughs> about these rules. I... Like, I understand some of them. I... I I'll, I'll I guess, stop I guess here because I yeah. want to talk the specific rules. 100%. I guess my big thing with what you just kind of said was like, I think we can't necessarily talk about like giving like them a, a nest egg, like this massive amount of money, because that's already a problem with how much and how quickly salaries have increased. If I'm to understand your point, um, that's already an issue. And it's only, I think... We'll see what happens with COVID economically going into 2021. I would hope that uh, budgets I mean, get more in check, yeah. but it, we can't have our, our cake and eat it too in that sense where it's like we want to incentivize the players. We want to give the power to the players, but we also can't like just give them a ton of money because it's just not good for everybody. So mm. it's, it's got to be like what you're saying, where it has to be incentive structures to protect them, but also give some sort of power to the team so they don't just get there needs to be checks and balances and i i think that none of us are naive enough to um think that there is a perfect system that exists that equally incentivizes players as well as 
um, teams. Um, yeah. And that gets, it gets muddy and I get it. I think my biggest frustration is that most of the changes this year really seem to protect the, the teams in the league much more than they do the players. And um, they did add, and there is some vague, um, there is some vague language about uh, the ability for um, individual players to uh, have a little bit more control on uh, negotiations of their contracts um, and in different safety structures. I have to remember, I think that was from the Spectre, um, the Spectre, twit longer kind of thing um that that kind of bothers me i'm not gonna lie i why do we always have to be secretive put that out stop it i'm i'm kind of over like i i get like it's communication directly with the community i i respect that i get it but we have to stop with like the secretive vague language say what you mean don't leave anything up open to interpretation just Tell us. Just say what you have to say. Dude, it's also... Unless I get... Again, maybe I'm the naive one here. Maybe I'm not seeing what, like, this is trying to portray, and maybe it's, you know, giving the players some sort of card that, you know, if you have it publicly that they can't use as leverage. I have no clue, but I'm kind of over the whole, like, well, maybe we'll get rid of it. I don't know. I'm, I'm not... Like, I'm not... Okay. The thing is, I'm sure... I'm sure John Spector is a swell guy, right? Sure. But I, the I thing no how they try to pull this off is some Zuckerberg like yeah. lizard people. Smoking some meats, boys. There, there, goes, like, there goes any hey, chance of us getting hey. somebody from the league on the show, by the way. Thanks a lot. <laughs> send, Whatever. Send him to Pletchett and make him personable so he has some brownie points with them. Haha, <laughs> guys. We just totally just came up with that joke in the moment. Am I funny yet? and relatable okay now in order to be more relatable to players and community members i am going to give you the full information heartfelt on my twitter account which Mm -hmm. i personally very much wrote without the assistance of a pr team come on dude like would this guy look any different in front of congress than mark zuckerberg so to be fair though not at all (laughs) to be fair though like i I don't know this feels like a little bit of a low blow attack on on john on this stuff because that's no i think he's probably just a mouthpiece it's not his a, you can't no, no, change. It's not like, about you can't him. change how yeah, no. personal you are. It's about the strategy, are. how it's wrapped. I agree. That is that robotic as hell. Strategy is is cracked. At the same time, I don't know what type of legal stuff you have to go through with those types of communications. Like, uh, I'm learning a ton about the things that we can and can't say in our in yes. our marketing for our new company. That sure, sure, absolutely. We've been saying uh, against the under a corporation. We've been saying publicly for so long. I'm like, oh, we we, we couldn't have said that. Oh, we opened ourselves up to mm. this liability. Oh, we did. Well, oh crap, you know, like and and I, I I get it. There's, but find find a mouthpiece then for the league. Fine well, is, is he not or just wrap it in the official but I'm saying maybe, maybe everything he's make not, it well yes you're, you're right but like maybe he's not the right guy to does. be the mouthpiece maybe so like think of think of um who's a great example of somebody who like isn't the lead but ends up being kind of the mouthpiece of like think of deej for bungie um yeah. 
Uh, think mm, of not in that one. Uh, we could do like lore for World of Warcraft. He's on the team now. Like, or I mean, just imagine this. Imagine if they brought on somebody with uh like any of the owlcasters let's just say sideshow for an example okay so imagine if sideshow's job was just to communicate these changes to the fans mm. do the pr rounds and go sure i mean to a degree they do that with Zoe kind of running things through they do. but the thing is what they should um, be doing is what riot does they you get like the the guy responsible for that spe specific part of the um of the production so yeah if i have a cheating issue i get the anti-cheat guy if i have a net code issue i get the net code guy right do they do that they, for the come up for lcs and those different usually types the of... commissioner well yeah. i mean i haven't well, paid much attention to it as of late but when i did the commissioner was on there talking I mean, about things a lot more than what i feel like <laughs> owl does i mean let, let's not let's not i mean Right and maybe that is. I think a good argument is. So. I think that there is a good <laughs> argument that to say, and I'd be fine with the the you know rebuttal of like that should be the commissioner's job is to yes. be personable, to be able to go up on a camera and to be able to use the proper platforms and be able to. 100%. Yes, they're going to need help from a PR team as far as how do we communicate these changes. He doesn't have to be a PR expert, but this sure. this to me lacks vision as far as how you do you communicate with a community how do you communicate with your league that you are overseeing and mm -hmm. this isn't just like a like hey i wanted to clarify two points really quick um we didn't think that the decay thing was going to happen you know like something like that sure put it on twitter or whatever and stuff like that but and he didn't say that by sure, the way that's yeah. just like a hypothetical thing yeah. but it's literally one, two, three, four, five, six, seven important paragraphs of clarifications, intentions. And is it even linked on the official? No, is no, it even... it's not. I can, I, I don't know, but I'm going to, I'm going to put money on it not being anywhere near that. I'm going to go, no, I'm going to no. go back to make sure that no, it's, it's not. not just so that I, I don't, yeah, nope. it's not nope. there. It's There's not even linked on the official, yeah. on the official post nope. and it's not like transposed anywhere. On it. And this is and this is a constant thing. It's whether a it's the minimum league. Sure. Like why why are we hearing from Albert, God bless his heart, you know, friend of the show, that the league minimum is eight, now seven. Yeah. Why why is this something that we have to hear secondhand from a GM yeah. who probably has I mean, maybe there's an interest in keeping that a secret. I have no idea. I don't um, know if he was supposed to share that, if I'm being probably honest. Probably not. I'm gonna guess. Probably not. I mean, the same thing happened with uh, Susie with the minimum competitive sure. sales tax. Like, like why is that not a public tax? thing? Is is there any kind of league incentive you can think off the top, or not league incentive, but like an org incentive to not have that public, where it's just like a agreed upon thing, where it's not just enforced, but it's just <laughs> hey, we're just not gonna we're gonna rail the players and not pay more than X amount. I don't know. Yeah. Like that's that's what's tiresome with all of this, where everything has to be hush hush again. I mean, I hate to drudge up old news, but still don't have a rule book. Um, it's it's just yeah. like it, it, crowdsource I, kind of things. over it. Like if if we like just like with the situation uh, Shanghai Dragons against Boston in early season two, where we find out sure. that two-way rule, yeah. where Fusion's just like, yes, I can play, guys. Like we already said back in the day, if we had the mm -hmm. rule book, 
I bet some nerd would have found oh, that yeah. stuff. You would have, and then this would have never happened to the degree that, I, that it does. I believe it would have. I agree, hundred percent. Sure. It's and, that's and again, not I, the way I, we do things. Of course not. Um, I to to Yiska's point though, with you know it being and hopefully I I remembering it correctly and and not misrepresenting your point, but um, I hope there's nothing nefarious about this or, or super um overly business that removes them or incentivizes them from not posting anything critical about the league on their official channels. Yeah. I mean, that's maybe that's, it affects quarterly reports. Maybe uh, investors get pissed. It, yeah. it, if that is something that you're just dodging by posting on Reddit, I've got a problem with that specter. I mean, you, you can de definitely join me in my crusade against capitalism on the, on the streets, uh, <laughs> Mr. Spectre. That's like... <laughs> no, but... Um, yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's a weird situation. Maybe it's just legal and that's the best they can do, in which case... Sure. If, if that's fair. the case, I get it. And that's not anything that we're ever going to hear publicly and that's not anything we're ever going to get confirmed. Um again like the optimist in me hopes that it is but then the other 90 percent of me is like yeah but is it though is it really yeah. come on like of course it's gonna be like all of the glowy fun stuff is gonna be on official channels and then you go on reddit to be personal to be communicative with the community it's a direct line to the commissioner of the league look i'm I think you hit the nail on the head with the Zuckerberg thing in front of Congress. That, that, that's, to me, that's just perfect. I think that's just, and I, I realize it's, it's like a crass image and it's, it's totally unfair. It's, it's good fun, guys. It's yeah. good fun. But you get the point. Yeah. You get the point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so where are we on the rules then? Uh, like, okay. Did we jump so all around? We haven't, the one yet. we haven't started on the rules. We're literally like two. So we haven't gotten to the two A contracts. The two contract types. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah. two contract types now. So you have the season long ones, which I, I think as far as I understand are relatively similar to the contract types that we've had this entire time. And then now we have what mm. are 30 day contracts, which are kind of an iterational change from the 14 day contracts we got in the second half of this season. Mm -hmm. yep. All right. On its face, it seems right. fine. Do we That's want to fine. get in the details of so these? From, so yeah, so let's, let's let's talk good for a second. Like let's talk let's talk about what this <laughs> solves for a second because it does solve a few sure. things. Number one, yeah, from the season's outset, teams have a um, channel to improve their rosters without incurring huge costs, especially temporarily for player sickness, for player <clears throat> emergency, um, or for. Uh, the one month or for travel is issues banned and you have to field somebody else. that too that too uh travel issues any yeah. any sort of logistical issues um works great it also um probably functions as an extended trial with the team get them on the stage have them play i certainly hope nobody does that i mean like look <sighs> You got. I mean, we'll get to it, but I, think, I feel I like think this, this works for especially some more, um, some more tried and true players. I think it does. Like, so let's get know. a decay I, in here. But anyways, um, yeah. Okay, that those are my positives on this. 
Um, yeah. I think thir- 30 day contracts, I think make sense. There's a fluidity to it. And, um, you know, who knows, like, what if we, uh, we get a return to two, two, two style goats where, you know, we get this weird DPS 100%. hero who's actually a tank may, and, um, you've like, we need another tank player. Like, I mean, I don't think that's it. too far off. With how much speculation that's going into Overwatch 2 and uh, how we're rebalancing heroes and maybe even redesigning them and moving them to other roles, like that could just very well be the case coming into the season. Something gets reworked, a new hero is added, a bunch of new heroes are added, and now, you know, X team is left without a, a feasible player for that role or that hero. And, you know, you have a little bit more fluidity, 100%. I, I'm, I'm appreciative of it. I think it, it's, you know, at least a step some direction uh, i don't think it's necessarily backwards it's kind of like shifting and it's in a good way all right but, yeah. i mean the the big thing is in this clause and i see it's not like as a major point in the notes the major thing is that there is no longer guaranteed contracts yep. that and of course there's a negotiability in the length that uh it has to be a minimum of 30 days and the salary has to be paid up until that. But just think of how almost irresponsible it already is to pursue a career in Overwatch. And then a meta switch, not even an ill will of your team or an underperformance on your part, can end your career within weeks. And you're home. Do, do you think that players sign contracts with the intention of making more money than what is guaranteed to them by their contract? Uh, no, but the amount of money that was guaranteed to them was significantly higher than it is now. Now, the guarantee is 30 days. You could sign, and then your manager hands you like another paper, and you're like, oh yeah, you're fired. 30 days. Like, right? Or the, you directly get the 30 days. That's contract. the minimum buyout fee. So this is negotiated by the players. So this yes. is something where the players have to be willing to accept a 30-day minimum buyout fee. Is that... Okay, maybe I'm not understanding, yeah. but is that not the league standard with these new rules? I mean, it, it, the standard has to be negotiated. That's the thing, okay. and that's also why I advise every player to get a competent agent to negotiate <laughs> these things. So Keyword you are really hard. Please. Yes. Yeah. Um, no le- low effort of the rack type of stuff, I said. Yeah. Um, but it's also that it, it gives desperate players for those edge teams that, you know, like already are at the minimum of what they have to provide and another way to provide less. Now, I I'll also don't want to trash the rule absolutely because, let's mm. be honest, Overwatch is not a game for career longevity and... Yeah, no is also the current rules are not flexible enough to accommodate the realities of this league for a team. If I'm a team owner, I have the following problem. I'm not making enough money to just have you sit around, mm. right? Like I, the, the risk I'm taking is potentially like business destroying. Yep. And I also have the problem that this game changes so quickly and so rapidly like we two two two, like hero pools, that your career, like that you might suck just like next week. 
without it's probably odds on without you're going to anyone suck. of us have making any mistakes here. Yep. So mm -hmm. this has bitten a lot of teams. And also, yeah. I will say, for instance, like in the Texan cases, it wasn't just that the teams were bitten. It was also that the teams themselves made a mistake there. That's also a, a definite case, right? Like uh, the length of these contracts were, especially in Dallas. We're talking case, about the envious three-year-ish yes. pr presumed contracts yeah. that were now, gar essentially guaranteed. I had a funny phrase for that. And I'll tell you why my framing was completely unfair. I wanted to call it the, um, I don't know, like the Texan rent-seeking boogaloo or whatever, right? But it is not rent-seeking because, sure. like, I have no obligation in esports to, once my contract is on it, like, I'm being signed for a specific case, I don't make enough money to just walk away from this. Uh, due to Dignity's case or having a better thing lined up. That's not how it is. Like, you can feel a way about Anko and AKM in that regard, but that, uh, to me, there's no moral failing uh, based on them just, like, this is not a career that you go home to and retire yeah. at 30. That's just not what it is. Mm -hmm. A lot of these guys, and I'm not talking about AKM and Anko now specifically, but a lot of these guys delay their education in their most formative, important years where they're still fresh and they're like, it, there's, it, it's just a scientific fact that um, putting these things in motion early will net you better results. And a lot mm. of these guys are super talented and could probably succeed also in other careers. Sure. So by delaying your education, of course, you're not ruining your life. Literally, right? But you're making a serious trade-off because, like, what do you know? Like, how the industries uh, will will uh, react towards you? Like, I played 30 days for a professional team, which took me three years to get on. Now I'd like to join MIT, please. Yeah. Like, and, uh, or, like, I'd like to, I don't know, do an apprenticeship with your elite company or whatever, even though my personal talent level would probably support it. That's not how it flies, right? So I don't like like the the frame of uh, or the the term of rent seeking is completely unfair. But yeah. you also, to a degree, have to protect ownerships that are suffering in this global uh, situation, sure. where the sponsorship dollars aren't flying, and the entire business model that they counted on is currently still completely up in the air, um, yeah. because like we don't know what twenty twenty one will look like, right? Yep. So you also got to protect our teams because if they go belly up, everyone goes belly up. Yeah, everybody's yeah. So but I trust that they that these anti-player rules aren't just to give bigger bonuses to to team management. And I don't think yeah. I I have not concluded my research on the on the actual um, economic realities of those teams. But my gut feeling says it's not a good in a perfect situation where that should is the case, right? So I don't mind the protect, uh, protection of teams to a degree here, and um, I hope that a lot of teams give way for proper negotiation. And I would also like to see the league pursue ways in which 
former players can more seamlessly pursue their education right after. That would entail connecting sure. to colleges that. immediately, maybe getting them, them on the collegiate teams, having like open channels or counselors or whatever scholarships like think yeah. of think of the the different there's so many ways that, that i think that could be improved mm -hmm. i think that's something that you know we saw this with professional sports all the way through the 70s to honestly even up to the early 2000s where you saw like um especially and this is something that i worked on a lot a long time in minneapolis uh inner city kids who, you know, they're a lot of their ways out in a lot of ways was this, mm. this hope for like pro sports. And now esports is where pro sports was 30 years ago in the sense that you have these players, these kids growing up wanting to be a professional E athlete, capital E dash capital athlete, of course. Just kidding. Um, and there's there's no kind of fallout or nest in that. Even if they succeed and make it there, the the money isn't even there for that. For a lot of the players who even make it pro, especially in a game like Overwatch, like Overwatch, the the top tier talent definitely makes some good money. But mm -hmm. uh, especially you know, kind of like the mid and middle and lower tier talent, mm -hmm. it's probably not a whole lot more than i'm not i don't know like your regular like out of college job um and it's also keep in mind league of legends average salary i, I believe is 410k that's I, I don't know the specifics but i'd be very very surprised if a significant or, or even a handful of players were over that and is in that average or, or I think that's uh, yeah. That's average, like yeah. Meaner, and yeah. you've got people making six figures for sure. Like it's reported, I think impacts making six figures. Seven, I think seven. Seven, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah impacts making seven. Uh, if memory serves me, I think Vulcan for C9 was making, or at least was bought out for seven. Um, yeah, there. That that's the average. So I think it's probably better to what take the median. Mm -hmm. Probably kind of to get I would a better assume, representation. I would assume, but um, yeah. Either way, like yeah. the. The point of it being is that it's there. There is risk incurred to Yiska's point for sure. And so what I'm hearing is that, it, it, like, I think Yiska, you've been very fair in like recognizing the needs of the league and the organization needing the league and the teams to to be there and be a part, um, while at the same time not being predatory on players because you're right. You're talking 18 to 23 year olds who, I mean, man. What would you do for those years back, huh? Yeah. Um, and it, the, the problem is, like, this is so easy to push these things through and then just normalize them once uh, the world normalizes. And that's a no-go. And that's why, like, they gotta have some leverage and have some form of agreement to push progress forward forward as as players right like mm -hmm. we can talk about the fairness of these specific rules but truth be told they are anti-player and they don't have an expiration date on these and we like there has to be some i mean there are um sort of like pushback entities mostly from from agents right sure like that's just about the only instance players have for their protection. 
but that isn't enough to to uh negotiate right like um so while the alarm bells have been ringing for a while they're not ringing necessarily more now maybe slightly based on these rules mm -hmm. but like that is not a normal behavior that should be normalized in normal times that's the problem and then we got to take care of our players more like we have high retirements we have like a i'm not sure if i would call it a mental health crisis um in terms of like just like burnout uh, yeah i think that's more across the board again you have like the developers unintentionally putting a gun to your head now you have rule changes that are more putting a gun to your head you have two guns to your head i i have to you know feel for the hostage in this case so again, hyperbolic but you see the point bench did hop into the chat here and did leave a message that i think is really interesting mm -hmm. he says i do think the option to give non-guaranteed deals will actually be good for everyone involved i'm sure one or two crap orgs will take advantage of it and i'm sure you can guess who but there are quite a few current issues that giving teams better spending flexibility will fix Mm -hmm. And I yeah. think that that's right. I also was going to say there are a lot of organizations who I think have earned or have shown that they are, they are players first, right? Like there's, sure, there's not very many teams who are like league minimum, minimum accommodations, minimum this they're they've, yeah. they've invested more than what is required of them to be in the mm -hmm. league. And yeah. I think that that should be noted to the point. And 100%. I, you know, I agree a big, there's also the issue of teams are unwilling or unable to sign players because of the, um, necessity of committing so much in a game that was designed, not design, not by design, but has ended up being so volatile. Yep. And so, yep. um, I get it. And I think bench is um i think i think he's probably one of the better people to to kind of speak on this obviously working directly with you know teams and players in the league obviously um i i, I do worry that it takes one bad apple to, to kind of spoil the bunch there and like he's mentioned there are some teams that you can kind of rightly kind of nod at and be like yeah probably not all of them just a few and i think that's already enough for me to be like, okay, what are we going to do about this? Are we going yeah. to continue to let them get railed? Or is the league going to do something about it? We yeah. we have to see action in that Once sense again, because, again, it's going to happen. It's an occasion of incentives. like Because yes. the players that are in the top teams or just the mid-tier teams, where everyone is like a, uh, like has the player's uh, best interest at heart, I don't have an incentive to really fight for anyone. I'm I'm doing well, right? Like in in that particular regard. So and then there's like the the I don't know twenty guys at the bottom. Just like could the other two hundred care about us? No misallocation of uh, incentives, right? I I hate to be completely altruistic about it, but there is there we have to kind of have the players clear a path for the others below them, right? And it's difficult when you have bad actors, even if it's just one, even if it's two, it, it takes one just miss. Um, and, and I'm already kind of sour grapes about it. Um, I, this again, this is on top of 
you know, the game being entirely too volatile, the, the league and the developers not really knowing what to do mm. with it. We're still trying to figure that out. Yeah, I think it's dangerous to on top of that. I don't even know exactly if it's the guarantee, if it's just the 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 feeling of being anti-player. I, I think we've already, I think we haven't seen the start of well, well, we have seen the start, but I don't think we saw it. We've seen the end of of players questioning whether or not Overwatch League is going to be their forever home. Um, and you can take from that what you will. It we're not doing ourselves any favors with this. Um, and, and I, I agree to most of the points being made. You know, the orgs have to be taken care of. There are some bad actors in terms of players, 100%. So they have, you know, the teams have to have some sort of leverage there. It, it's not a it's not an easy situation to, to fix. It isn't. Yeah. I think I don't know exactly when and where to secede power to the teams. I, I I'm generally more player centric. I just don't I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I'd rather see, though. Yeah, I think that this is one of those things where um, this is where we do the classic tactical crouch red flag. Um, yeah, where we we discuss um, hopefully with the best interest, best interests of like players in the league and what we think is sure. the most important in mind. All the while fully recognizing this is the moment where we put the big asterisk on the conversation and saying yeah. that this is not necessarily uh, something that is going to have a huge negative impact on the league. Um, there's you know already people um, who represent players who are saying like this could have yeah. a really good impact on the league. We talked about some of the places where this totally. could be exploited. Doesn't mean it's going to. Just because the league minimum is 50k doesn't mean that every player is making 50k. That's not the best player in the right. league. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just because yeah. this is the minimum amount of uh, health insurance you get doesn't mean that that is what you are going to end up being given. Um, mm. There's there's something still very grassroots about a lot of esports and esports organizations run by, um, I, I think, a lot of younger people too who are a little bit more passionate about the the yeah. responsibility behind being an employer. Um, being and, an economy driver. And so I, I, I also, I have this, there's a partial relief there in that, that I think that owl has done a, a relatively good job in bringing organizations in who largely care, but there are still some bad actors there that we've talked about so many times. We're not going to bring it up again. And yeah, yeah there's uh but they should be, by the way, too. just a little self celebration. Like today I wrote a piece about, coaching and like the the ways we've come forward and also the ways overwatch league has pushed some of the aspects of esports is actually pretty phenomenal when uh when contrasted like i remember a time in 2010 at cbit where Michael O'Dell, the owner of Dignitas was sleeping mm -hmm. on a hostel floor so his players could have a bed we have, th and we didn't have coaches. We couldn't run WoW Arena 5v5 because, like, paying out, paying uh, three players to fly out was already, uh, like, enough. Mm -hmm. um, like, getting even anyone to pay for your flight was a problem. We've come a long way. We have now have, like, 
I think the average is like three or four uh, coaching staff in the league. We have usually a general manager and a team manager supporting that. We have some form of um, translator in the cases where that is needed. There is a lot of stuff around and that is um, usually, yeah, usually. Um, you saw the smile. You saw the smile. You saw it. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. Um, but yeah, we've we've come a long way and we've also allowed this scene to prosper in terms of like what the coaching staff is even like in in teams like like we have the same amount of coaches uh, and sometimes more than league of legends and what i scrolled through sure uh, i think like we have definitely more than cs and valorant at the moment of course Valorant. i i don't even know if you want that many but mm. yeah like it's we we have a an overall a very expensive game uh-huh. In terms of like payroll and everything, and it's probably not ex- as expensive as League of Legends. Um, well, I mean, but give it the number of years that League the the LCS kind of system has been around, yeah. and then we can kind of like better reference that. But I, I don't know if we want to get too involved into it. But is that a good thing or an intentional thing? Rather, is that an intentional thing from Blizzard from the Overwatch League? You know, brass that they're pushing this forward or is it completely unintentional? My feeling it's all unintentional. They had no foresight into this. I mean, that's, that's also part of the, the thing with the game is you it's, it's hard to get away with less staff. We need six players. That's first off. And then the game is so complicated that you need like a positional coach, like a, like a tank coach, like a toothbrushing coach, like it, it, it is very complicated. <laughs> I think that's and a CS little hyper-specific. Like, you throw the nade here, you go here, then you fake that, and and we're gone, right? Like, sure. In in, in uh, League of Legends, yeah, I I, I saw yeah. like four four uh, yep. four coaches being or analysts uh, mm. being the norm. So, yeah, that's sort of of the of the main point but yeah yes, yeah I, I mean little little celebration here like in terms of staff we've come a long way in esports in the last decade and i mean i continue, can't disagree with that and it's going to continue to grow it's going to yep. continue to get better hopefully like mm-hmm. i don't know i'll put my optimist Fingers glasses crossed. on and there's there's not a whole lot of reason for me to believe that we're going to see meaningful unilateral trends downward um, I think some things will inevitably take a step back before they go forward, or maybe they mm. go a step back and the league dies. But um, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I, I yeah, well, ignore me. I don't want to ignore. Let's you. move on to the next. Well, no, it was it was just another tangent of being like you know, I, I think we're due for a step back just over like across the very very incredibly wide and general board. But I think it's probably for the best that that happens either way. So um, it's a step back just to go forward kind of deal. So let's talk about these two-way player changes then, because that's a mm-hmm. uh, that's a big one, and then we we don't actually have a ton of time. So uh, yeah. yeah, two-way player changes, and these a lot of these changes look like what we've been asking for when they were first announced, and we go, what the, the <laughs> hell are these? Yeah. How how is anyone supposed to use this? Uh, so two-way player changes, these are just the generalizations, and I'm sure Yusko will let me know if I missed any important points. Um, oh, I actually don't... I haven't really thought this through at all or have them read thoroughly, so you got to carry me through uh, this. So there's no limit to the number of players that can be on a two-way player contract. 
Uh, Two-way players Mm -hmm. without an affiliate academy team are eligible for contenders competitions. And the Overwatch League, this is verbatim, these next four. The Overwatch Mm -hmm. League team must continue to pay their two-way players' salary and benefits while those players compete in contenders. Players and teams may agree to a tiered salary structure, but players must earn at least the league's minimum salary at all times. Teams without an academy team, uh, without academy team affiliates may agree to player loan agreements with a contenders team. Player loan agreements must be submitted to the league office for approval. Any two-way player that does not play in five consecutive Overwatch League matches for the team over a minimum of three consecutive weeks will be eligible to participate in contenders or other non-league Overwatch esports competitions licensed by Blizzard, subject to team approval. And up to four two-way players may compete together on the same contenders team roster in any given contenders match. A contenders team may field two-way players belonging to different Overwatch League teams. Joe? There's a lot there. There is a lot, um, yeah. So I my my line immediately kind of draws to the former, you know, uh contenders academy team affiliates versus a, a technical definition of the academy team and and if that's changed at all um or or how that kind of plays into the loan agreements because it doesn't seem very incentivized for teams to have academy teams if i can just kind of like brush up against square one just as an example and just export my bench players to them for whatever reason like i guess it helps them but it doesn't really further like structure tier two um and it's something that kind of needs structure i think uh it's it's just kind of weird i think it's good for the most part it's just like how does this all work with the rules that are already in place that's that's kind of like where i sit with it what is what does that mean for academy teams are academy teams still a thing what is what is it what really is an affiliate these days is it better to have be an affiliate than it is to be an academy team like i think there's a lot more uh to know and understand i think there are a lot of like questions aren't answered but i feel like this getting back to earlier the spirit of this is to try to make it so that we don't have great teams sitting or great players sitting on the bench sitting on the bench and we don't run into boston uh was that last year where they thought that they, they could field play. and then they couldn't. Yeah. And then it was kind of like, you want this, in my opinion, you want the ability a bit to bring players up and down to allow them to improve. A player is not really improving at the pace necessarily and just, you know, scrims and practice as they would if they were playing real matches with real stakes. Now we can talk about the health of that tier two team in general, but I also think that having more competitive players um, you know, having players who are sitting on the bench um, in Overwatch League, being able to compete actually incentivizes me a lot more to want to watch those tier two organization or those tier two um, tournaments as is. So the goal, if the goal here, and it seems to be to allow players to be f- more fluid without exploiting, like, uh, let's just play shock um, on for our contenders team any weekend that we don't have an overwatch league thing. Like obviously you have to put in safeguards because that you run into those types of issues. But at the same time, you 
raise the level of competition. And you also give those two tier uh, tier two players the opportunity to play with Overwatch League level competition, who maybe aren't going from up down, but instead are going from down up. So, yep, I'm all. I think for generally it. it's a good thing. It's just like a good thing with a question mark tied to the end of it, where it's just like, I think this is good. I'm pretty sure this is good. I can't see anything on the offset that it's nefarious by any means. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm about it. I think does hmm. is this? I, I don't think this is anti-player, right? No, this is this is pro-player across the board. There's a lot to unpack yeah. here still. And like, I'm still, yeah. I've mulled over it since um, the, the post came out. And I'm still kind of like, this seems good. And I can't seem to find situations in which um, players get exploited or um, honestly, like mm-hmm. organizations are forced to, you know, make un- uncompetitive decisions. Um, yeah. I think this would be a lot. Hmm. I think it'd be a lot more positive about this if tier two was a, a was to see a restructuring or to see somebody head up that project and really kind of just have a vision for it and figure not figure it out. Obviously, that's very reductionist, but to give somebody the reins and try to have a vision for it. I don't know. Um, try to make it a little bit more healthy. Yeah. Um, yeah, or, I don't know. Re-restructure it to be something like just a, a strict academy league where teams have the field so that they can move up and down and it is directly tied to the org. So you don't just have people running amok in contenders where, you know, oh, we're both, you know, allied with this team and we're just kind of like intermingling play. Like I don't it's it's just very bizarre and just kind of like duct tape together. Not in a not in a nefarious way, but just like a, okay, yeah. we know that this is a problem. So like, we're going to try and like wrangle it together the best we can and hope for the best. But again, like you're, you're admitting that there is a problem and we don't know how to fix it. It's, it's just like they, we're throwing all kinds of weird stuff into contenders and we keep like, I, I don't, I don't even like, I think these changes overall are pretty positive. Uh, there's a question to be asked about the necessity of an academy team for anyone now. Um, sure, yeah. There's also the idea how it's hilarious. Like, how many professional organizations are there actually left in contenders that you could loan a player yeah, out to without expecting like Something some like just now like three contenders teams were just banned for sharing uh, bot codes, yep. and it's like. I don't know. Like, who do you even loan this out to? It's, it's just like it reminds me a, of like it's like giving ten thousand dollar bikes to people who live on like shitty gravel roads. <laughs> like, yeah, there's just like there's potholes everywhere. There's so many issues. Like, great, I'm glad that we've got these players down here that should help. But all your orders are gone. At the same time, the exercise of the bike kind of helps the person to like again again it's all it's all like good but it's like not as good as it should be kind of deal where it's like and then again it's inherently like just problem we need the bikes but we also need to fix the potholes i think is what i'm trying to say i'm not expecting it to be a perfect racetrack by any means but 100 
I need, so, I need, I need to make sure that dude's not going to break his back going over some of these potholes here. And that's just yep. kind of the, the situation we're in right now. I hope that we have more positive developments here because this, unfortunately, I don't think that this is enough for a, uh, tier two scene. And like, I feel so bad for all of our friends in tier two who are doing such a great job of support tier two, you know, mm. making these amazing communities and getting anybody in, who will be involved to, you know, bring that out because that's the only reason why, in my opinion, that there is any following there at all, because the overwatch league and overwatch team has not done nearly enough. Um, especially I would say recently in NA and EU, I'm less familiar with how all the other regions are doing. I'll be honest, but in NA and EU, it's just, it's abysmal. Yeah. It's, I mean, this is one of those things where I do kind of side with the teams a little bit as much as it does cost uh, or is at the detriment of the players where it's just another expenditure that the league doesn't incentivize. Is this the road to incentivizations for teams? I think so, but I, I, I don't think the a lot of the arguments the community kind of voices about it being like financially viable to be in contenders makes a whole lot of sense right now. I don't know if it's even financially viable to be in the Overwatch League right now. Again, we don't have geolocation, which is like a big source of monetary gain, or at least what the league was kind of built on. So unless that changes, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I think contenders again. What I'll say on it is I think somebody needs to head that project up. It needs to be seriously restructured. and. I think this is a path to building it the right way. I think they're going to have to pay out. I think they're going to have to pay orgs to come back. I think the only way I see it happen. Could we change pay to like highly incentivized? I don't know. I don't think you're going to, I don't know how you pay them incentivize without some sort of dollar value. Um, like some sort of value bartering other games like uh involvement (laughs) or whatever in which case no you know that gets really i'm thinking you limit you limit the fluidity to strict academy teams and then add a stipend maybe i guess to your point like you add you give them a stipend to give to the players so they don't have to directly pay them so it doesn't come out of their budget but the league's budget does academy maybe, exist at all should it i think so i think it it does a good thing for everybody i think having that clear delineation between like academy and like what we call tier two and tier three and then like the open scene um i think the open scene should remain open re- reduce the community kind of restrictions in terms of those licenses and build like a proper academy league to have these players who are taken care of with proper structure, with proper systems, with coaches, with contracts, all that stuff. You you can move them down and move them up very fluid, but within a within a system that is structured. I don't know exactly how to put that, but hopefully you, you get the picture. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. We need to we need to go on. And we're we're gonna we're gonna speed run some predictions here. There One twelve, baby. There, <laughs> there are a few important matches this weekend, and so we want to kind of go through them all. Um, mm. But we're gonna go through quick. There's, make sure I've got my notes here. Do um, has hero pools. There's 
So to we do have this weekend San Francisco versus Philadelphia Fusion. And this is going to determine the number one overall seed. So uh, yep. that's a big match. Um, we're going to discuss that in a second. Um, Dynasty, I mean, we, we talked about last week with Eric, Dynasty and Spitfire. There's still a lot of fighting for that uh, fifth seed. And you're real tired of each other. Yeah, so there's going to be a lot of back and forth there. That's going to be important. Let's talk about some of these predictions. Friday, uh, mm-hmm. Mayhem uh, Titans. Mayhem Vancouver. Mayhem. 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 Okay. Uh, Fuel versus Glads. Glads. Also on Friday. Glads. Also Glads. I just, man. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. hard. It's hard because these, this hero pool is like. Hey, remember the last thing we were doing? Not anymore. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. it blows things wide open. Um, but yeah. we won't get into it. That's that's like a whole nother discussion. Yeah. yeah. Saturday at noon, we have Atlanta versus uh Paris. 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 Agree. And then we okay. have um Vancouver versus Dallas. 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 I'm going Vancouver, baby. I don't know what it is. Okay. I got I got the I gut check here. I don't know what it is. It's right I'm, here. I'm not mad at it. My I'm kidneys might be it. shutting down or it's it's Could a be divine close. revelation. Um, Could be close. Great. Uh Boston versus Glads. 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 Uh Shock versus Philly. Shock? Shock. Should be shock. I have no reason to bet against the shock, I don't think yet. Yeah. Um, this will be the game to see if they they have any reason to bet against them. Yep. This also this also is going to decide how excited I am about the NA teams as they go to uh, to Asia. Uh, hopefully, Asia. Um, <laughs> yeah. on Sunday, uh, the Shock versus Defiant. Shock, Shock. Um, then we've got Mayhem versus Valiant. Mayhem. Oh, this is so mayhem. hard. Uh, mayhem. Yeah, I I need to put more time into like what I think the hero pool. Yeah, I mean, result, but yeah, I'll I think have that preview piece but, on Friday. If you guys, that might be some picks that switch around. I'll try to get a meta view yeah. on it as well. And it uh, should be Florida though. Like if everything mm-hmm. remains constant in terms of power levels, Florida should take that. Yeah. And then uh, Vancouver versus Atlanta. 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 Yeah, Atlanta. Um, let's go to Asia. Asia. I feel like we just need to flip a coin for how many times Seoul and London play. Where it's just London like... and Seoul, number one on Friday. <sighs> I don't like either of these teams. I'll say London. I say Seoul. Yeah, Seoul. Uh, Saturday, NYXL versus <laughs> NYXL. NYXL versus NYXL. Seoul. NYXL. I'll take, I'll take Nixel. Okay, Shanghai versus London. Shanghai. Shanghai. And then Seoul versus London. Yeah, that's not a mistake. That's actually happening. <laughs> that's happening, yeah. Um, I'll stick with London. I'm going to say London. I'm the second one. I go one on one. God damn it. Where are you going? There's no way. Where are you going? Double Seoul. There's actually no way. So you're going to 50 50? But what if it's both London? You know what but I'm, I'm going double Seoul. Who's Double more likely? Soul. Snake eyes, here, let's here, go. <laughs> here, here's a better question. Which team is more likely to win both games? Oh, Soul. Soul. 
Really? Oh, I get what you're saying, huh? Yeah. Meaning, if London wins the first, are they more likely to win the second than if Seoul is? In which case, I would say, sure. yeah. I get what you're saying. I don't I, disagree with it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's week 28. <laughs> that's it. I know. A ton Jesus of Christ. amazing insight. I know you guys are really yeah, happy about the... The preview games that we got. I apologize. We also successfully managed to dodge the MVP discussion once again. But MVP. I suppose... Um, oh. Like, we've got a little time about, on like, that, the, though, uh, yeah? We, yeah. We so we have still I mean, Monday? When, when is, when oh, is yeah, MVP? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's Voting, a good question. It's coming up, but... There's there's a button. Voting and Yeah, we can talk. Oh, we about got plenty of time. There, there's yeah. definitely some some steam I have to let off because yeah. like the process once again, Jesus Christ. Well, why don't we tie that into like the like our end of season like awards, you know, kind of briefly bringing them out sure. there. Who sure. who we think, why we think, and Joe, who Joe is suggesting to go your stuff sucks. He is the he is the right one. That's no, it's it's a celebration. I can do it better. No, in my non-humility. No, 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 no. Nobody knows as it's, good as it's, us. All it's, right, it's all right, all right, all right. Chat, thanks for hanging out with us. Hope you had a ton of fun. We will talk about MVPs. It's just not the most pressing thing right now, and so we didn't today. Uh, big thank you to we'll everybody to though who hung out today in chat. Big thank you to the new subs, yes. H Luch and Grow Roots. Thank you so much for your support of the show. If you want to support, three great ways to do it. Uh, first, go to patreon.com slash tacticalcrouch. Become a patron. We've got a dedicated uh, channel in our Discord where we kind of hang out and um, pose questions to y'all um, and all that stuff. And we also have game nights and other perks. Uh, if you're on Twitch, use your Twitch Prime sub for free at twitch.tv slash kick tripod another great way to support the show or if you're like yeah you've got an extra five bucks throw a sub here as well why not and lastly um just listen watch the show that's the best way honestly to support the show listen watch tell your friends we are going for partner right now on twitch and in order to do that we need to have 75 concurrent viewers so every concurrent viewer during the show helps we were over that again today chat thank you so much uh appreciate y'all um i don't know why i'm saying y'all what is that it's because i'm getting ready to see katie's family in texas maybe uh, <laughs> so uh big thank you there uh as far as shout outs for the week where people can find you if you are interested at all actually um i am going to be on a podcast in about 15 minutes mm. um called next level and it is at twitch.tv slash next level TFC or TSC. I'm posting it there. It'll be hosted, hopefully. Um, I don't think that they're live yet, though, so it's going to be kind of weird. But um, I will be on there and I won't it won't be Overwatch or necessarily esports related more on the other stuff that I do. Um, but if you're interested in that, nice. um, that's all I've got for me. Find me everywhere at Kick Tripod. Joe, shout out to the week. Where can people find you? All the socials everywhere. I won't uh, spell it out for you. I think you get it by now. Um, after this show, I'm going back, doing myself a favor. You know, a little bit of a, a mental 
candy check. That doesn't make sense, but you get it. Um, we're going back and we're talking about Lunatic High and why they are my vote for the Kings of the Rematch. And we'll uh, explore that uh, for this week and GG Recon. So yeah, check Sweet. that out. And yeah, that's all. Uh, Yusuke, what about you? I wrote a piece today um, in the in the vein of the Yisk analogy, the good old. Um, basically talking about evaluating coaches and giving a little bit um, of background. And how we are in a particular time in in history where arguably the resources are ahead of the talent because it so abruptly was injected into the scene and there was a lot of a demand for it and i wrapped it into an analogy of seesaw and if you don't know how that at all works you gotta read the article that gg how does a seesaw work how does a seesaw no, work chat nobody knows <laughs> i mean nobody knows miracles baby nobody miracles knows. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, how do you Gravity go up? Is a myth. I usually, when I sit on a seesaw, I never go up. I'm always Why down. I'm always the down part of the seesaw. Yeah. Uh. With me, Weird. there are no seesaws, just catapults. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for hanging out, chat. Hope you had a great one. We'll see you on Friday for Spike Drop. Otherwise, um, next Monday for the next Tactical Crouch. Bye.